You're listening to the Art of Fulfillment podcast, a podcast all about what we're really searching for in life, which is not money, it's not fame, it's not friends, it's not fortune. What we're really searching for is fulfillment, or in other words, how you feel about yourself when you're by yourself. In the show, we interview the world's most fulfilled people to derive the strategies, tips, and techniques that will allow you to have a more fulfilled life. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Art of Fulfillment podcast. So this episode is a little different than what we usually do, especially from the solo cast episodes and the fact that this is actually going to be a recap of a massive race that me, my friend, and my cousin recently did in Hawaii. We're actually in Hawaii right now, uh, recovering, if that's what you want to call it, uh, after the race. Um which was a 30-mile Spartan race with 60 obstacles in the midst of Hawaii where they filmed Jurassic Park. And as if you heard into the beginning of the episode, we usually have our intro, but we switched it out with the song from Jurassic Park for good measures here. Um, and we're here to basically talk about um, why, why the race was so damn fulfilling because I think a lot of people will look at us and be like, why the fuck did you do that race? Like, that hurts, that sucks, and we're definitely feeling it right now, but there's a reason behind it. Like, we're not just doing it to, like, flex and, you know, just kind of prove that we're tough. Like, we actually had reasons behind it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, before we get started here, I'll kind of introduce you to, to the guys that we got here, um, and they'll give, a, like, a little bit of background about themselves. Not the whole life story, but but just a little bit of background. So, so first up, to my right here, we got uh, Anthony Humano, so... Here's the big guy right here. Uh, how's it going, Joe? Thanks for having me on the podcast. And uh, I'm the friend of Joe, uh, not the cousin. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm friends with Joe. And I met Joe through a Spartan race in New Jersey. Uh, we started at the Super. It was about eight miles. And uh, we just kind of connected real well, had good chemistry. And uh, then uh, we kind of planned together as Ultra. But uh, i pass it along to Nick. Hey, let's go. Thanks, Joe, for having me on the podcast. Um, Joe's my cousin. And um, over the Spartan races that we've done, it's definitely turned into one of my brothers throughout this experience. Um, we've shared a lot of cool bonds, um, cool experiences throughout the whole time. And it's been a crazy, crazy, crazy 48 hours that we've gone through. Um, right now we're in recovery mode and our, all our legs, our, our body is absolutely killing right now. Um, but it's been an awesome experience to be here. And um, thanks for having me on the podcast. Dude, of course course guys and yeah like i couldn't imagine a better team my uh to really do this race with than these two guys right here i mean it was just an absolute blast and you know when we first did our first race back in october i knew that this was something that i wanted to keep doing with these guys and and they definitely kept me going and i think what really fired me up about why we started this race is you know these two guys had reasons behind you know why they wanted to do this race and that kept them going throughout the race um, like I said, it wasn't really just to, to flex our muscles and post on Instagram and be like, holy shit, we did this. Like, there was actually some tangible reasons behind uh, all three of us, but I think these two guys have more personal reasons than I do. Um, and I think they're, they're more powerful, quite frankly. And so, so before, I guess, like, we, we talk about the actual race, um, I wanted to t- kind of talk about, like, what, what our reasons were for doing this. And, and as you all know from listening to this podcast, when you have a reason in life for what you're going for, you are essentially going to have a much more fulfilling experience than if you're just doing it just to do it. 
and you have that reason, it's going to make it much more meaningful. So, so I'll start with you, Anthony. What was your reason for doing this race um, and signing up for 30 miles of absolute madness? Well, so we signed up back in March, and then uh, I thought it would be a good idea to use this as uh, a way to raise money for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, which is a personal uh, charity that really connects well with me. <clears throat> and I'm lucky enough to be able to run, you know, and walk and have the physical abilities to do that. And uh, some others can't do that just, you know, based on physical and they might be going through cancer or they might, you know, have other things that they can't do that. So I'm grateful enough to be able to push my body that I can do that. And so um, I've raised a lot of money. We've raised a lot of money together. You know, this is a team effort. Um, you know, it's just not me. It's just not Jared or Joe, like it was a team effort and we were rocking bracelets and we we're rocking shirts and when we go on these long runs when we we're training, you know, I think to myself before the race, you know, when we we're training is it's kind of like, well, you know, that kid in the you know hospital bed or that adult in the hospital bed battling cancer, that's uh, a lot harder than what we're doing. It's pretty much nothing what we're doing. So right. just raising money for that and uh, hopefully the money goes well and can help somebody else in the future. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's an awesome cause right there by Anthony. We also call him AU. Um, he's, he's, uh, I don't call him Anthony too much, but um, AU, that was an awesome cause what he did. Um, I think when we first started talking about the Ultra, it was Thanksgiving. Yeah. Joe first brought it up to us um, Thanksgiving. We were eating Thanksgiving dinner, and we did the Super together. Um, and about six months later, we just started talking about the Ultra. So, you know, when Joe first told me, I was like, oh, oh my God, I don't know if we could do it 30 to 35 miles seems pretty tough um, so he signed up for it um, he, he convinced me to do it and um, throughout the training process and everything else you know I started to realize you know um, for one how lucky we have it and for two you know maybe I can make this a little bit more because in case like I got to mile 20 25 and um, I can make like a personal connection then I think um, it would it would help out a lot and um, one of the kids I work with um, David Bloom, um, I work as a life coach for him, and uh, he was born with a duplicated chromosome. So, um, a lot of the a lot of the smaller things in life and um, personal connections he has might be a little bit tougher. Um, so I started to think, um, you know, for what he goes through every day and every year and how tough it might be for him, I figured, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna dedicate this race to him and um, also David. Um, he, he was with Make-A-Wish Foundation for a little bit. So Make-A-Wish gave him a wish um, about a year ago. And then uh, this upcoming year, he decided that he wanted to return a favor and save money um, for another kid to make a wish. So this was kind of David's thing, um, and I was more so on the side. But David was able to raise a lot of money f himself um, by doing, like, uh, yard sales and other donation, like, races and... Um, so I was thinking of David, and uh, I told him I really wanted to dedicate the race to him. I tried to extend the charity work as much as I could to help his cause. But um, throughout this race, I really was thinking of David um, throughout a lot of it, you know, because if he can do what he does every day, you know, 35 miles, 30 miles should be nothing compared to what he's doing. So um, I think for the reason we signed up for it, um, was one thing but then also once we got started I started to realize you know how grateful we actually ha how how lucky we have it and um, David definitely kept me going a lot throughout of it throughout the race um, 
so that kind of explains a little bit of that story. Um, but we'll hang it hang it back to Joe. Oh, yeah, no, I think that's those are so awesome, and I, I love that you guys had a reason behind, you know, why you're racing and stuff. And we'll kind of talk about the times when we we use that why to keep us going forward. But I remember there was one time when we were really struggling uh, during the race, and and AU goes, you know what, you know what's harder than this right now? Like imagine being like bombed during Pearl Harbor. I remember he said that, and I was like, holy shit, like. That is absolutely nothing compared to my leg cramps and the chafing that I'm going through right now. Like, like I'm not even like close to fearing for my life. And just like putting that into perspective made the pain much more tolerable. Uh, yeah, so we're in Hawaii, obviously, and we're on the race, uh, and we're, we're all cramping up and stuff, and I just keep thinking to myself, we're doing this voluntarily, you know, we're doing this race for fun, pretty much, and, you know, 70, about 70 years ago, some people weren't fortunate enough didn't got surprise attack so um i think if you do flashbacks 70 years ago to the same place same you know same area and you realize how you know this is nothing it, it really is nothing compared to what a lot of other people go through so mm-hmm. exactly. yeah i mean the land the lands out there it literally felt like um it was crazy to connect that to pearl harbor and when au said that during the the, the race he kind of lit it lit us up yeah. it was it was like we we had a he whipped us and we just kept going but um We'll hang it back to Joe. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, it's and that's a huge thing too. Like for for all of our listeners who like are going through something hard right now. Like, yeah, like it's it's hard, man. But like when you change your frame of reference up, like there's always someone or someone who has or is going through something harder than you are right now. Like no matter what it is. So like when you're able to like put it into perspective and being like, wow, like you know, I'm going through this situation right now, but I'm actually like grateful to be going through this. I mean, like, dude, like in the end of the day, like we were suffering, but like we fucking signed up for that shit. You know, like we, like that was our choice. Like some people don't have a choice to suffer or not, right? Like some people, literally, you know, they're they're thrown into bad situations. And to be able to, for us to, you know, choose to do this thing just made it much more meaningful. Um, and to kind of go back onto my reasons, and like I said, my I think my reason is is not as powerful. These two guys' reasons coming in. For me though, my my reason behind this, and you know, listeners of the podcast have known this story. For me, I, you know, I've I've. Uh, I've talked about it many times, but you know, growing up, I, I kind of had my own self-esteem issues, and I was uh, very stressed, very uh, I wouldn't say depressed, but I was you know pretty feeling pretty hopeless about my life, and you know I was addicted to Adderall for for years, for a majority of my life, and um, I basically just felt like just helpless and and stuck, and I was able to to turn it around and and really. Um, you know, show that I was much more capable than I thought I was, and there was more power to me. And when I see today's society, and uh, I mean, the levels of stress and anxiety around people in America right now are near all-time highs. Um, and it's kind of crazy considering the world that we live in with so much abundance and opportunities. And I don't blame that on people. I think, you know, we just live in such a climate control society that it allows people to, to get really comfortable, but it allows them to um, or I shouldn't say allows them. It, it kind of promotes the thing of like, you know, you can be stuck and you can't get out of the situation that you're in. And so for me, by putting myself through this race and through this suffering, like I-, I wanted to kind of be an example to people to say like, hey man, like you can you can get out of whatever you're going through. You can suffer, you can endure, like you can get through it. Like for a year ago, man, like I was like, like or two years ago, I wasn't even working out. Like I was very unathletic in high school, like never really was, I was always the last kid to be picked in pickup games, like forever what it was, like, which is not a very, like I could barely even run one mile. 
and and to to show people that it's like hey like in in a span of two years i was able to start running 30 miles and do 60 obstacles and do this shit like I, I just wanted to show people that it's like hey you you can make the change like you can take the step forward and you know even though you feel hopeless and stuck right now like you can get out of that shit and that that's mainly what i wanted to um kind of go for with that so that really kept us going throughout the race and i thought that was super special but um kind of before we go into the actual race let's talk a little bit about our preparation and our training because most of this journey if you really think about it only 14 hours and yes it took us 14 hours to do this damn race uh 14 hours of this entire journey was the race 30 miles out of 500 plus miles that we've ran for this were the actual miles that we ran in the race like it's crazy and if you are a longtime listener of the art of fulfillment you know that we're all about seeing the process as a fulfilling journey as opposed to the outcome because most of your journeys whatever it is is going to be a process as opposed to like the final destination so you know for you guys we'll start again with au you know what was so fulfilling about the process and like what were what was kind of like the journey like for you on a day-to-day basis what kind of roadblocks you hit just kind of things about that to kind of go through the whole mindset around the process of training for this this event uh well we signed up back in march i think that's when we decided we're going to do it and we started training around late march Mm -hmm. and we started april so we we had about 20 weeks uh, to train for it so that gave us plenty of time um and we pretty much scheduled our runs where we had long runs once every two weeks and uh that started around 13 and we got all the way up to uh, mile 26 but um i think nick and i are live near each other but you're obviously uh from in wisconsin we're in new york so um i think one of the good parts about it was, was when i was running long distance you were running long distance in wisconsin and then, or Jerry was running long distance somewhere else, and then we would all would, would kind of come together and talk about what was going on, if someone had a knee cramp or, you know, a hip problem or whatever. It was a team effort, you know. It's like you go into a game of football, and, you know, you come back at halftime, all right, what worked well, what didn't, and that's what I think we kind of did throughout the entire thing, and I think having a team and having each other to hold each other accountable was kind of the best part about it, and obviously crossing the finish line together was probably – We'll talk about that later. But it was probably you know the best part of doing it as a team. Hell yeah! Was that's what I enjoyed for the process about it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That those are great points by AU there. Um, I think the best part of the process was kind of the bonds that we were able to um, keep together and basically enhance throughout the whole process. Like um, our training, our training regimen was pretty deep, so we were kind of in contact with each other. You know every every other day every day every time once a week you know whenever and without this race without um signing up for that ultra i don't know if we would be in contact you know every week um me and joe like we we uh live three hours away then he moved to wisconsin so sometimes the contact wasn't there but this race was like really um able to enhance our bond together and it definitely like helped out a lot um it was it was also cool to kind of put your focus and attention to like some po- positive things in life like we were able to probably get in a lot better shape um focus on fitness rather th- um and some other things um involved with society but we were able to kind of use our focus and attention to some cool things in life so that was definitely like one of the coolest things about the process for me yeah, yeah i think uh it took a lot of discipline in ways like if we had a long run saturday and we're, you know, in our young 20s, and but we didn't go out Friday night or Saturday night because we had to wake up early in the morning to run, you know? Yeah. And so I think that's what you're trying to uh, touch base on, right? Yeah, definitely, yeah. exactly. 
Yeah, for sure. No, great, great points, guys. And I, I think the, definitely it brought us closer together, even though we were far apart. I mean, you guys were closer, obviously, but like, you know, our schedules didn't always align and you guys, you know, couldn't be able to run a lot together. But in the end of the day, it was kind of like a team effort because we were all we all knew that we were training, you know, on the Saturdays. We had the long runs. We all know what we were going to do it. And we all we always called each other and recapped what was going to happen. And one thing that I kept me going, at least. Um, especially like the days when it hard. I remember like, you know, there were days where, you know, we would text each other and be like, fuck man, I don't want to run today. Or, fu- or we would wake up like really tired and be like, shit, we got to work out and stuff. Yeah. But um, I think AU called me once and he said it best. And, and this is what kept me going a lot of the times when I didn't want to run or like I, I woke up and I was sore and I knew I had to run like 20 fucking miles. And I'm like, no way. Was that AU was saying, he was like, we was working out once and I think it was uh, you had to like hold like a squat or something. And it was like really tough or whatever because you were holding a weight or some shit. And you were like, I can't drop because if I drop, I'll be dropping for the, I can't let the boys down. Oh, yeah. And I thought that was so awesome because, uh, you know, w- when I was like thinking the same thing, when I would wake up bone tired, had to run 20 miles, all I could think was, I can't let the team down. And so, like, when you're able to, to associate yourself with people who you're not willing to uh, let down, you're, you're able to do anything. Like, you can go out and do things for yourself all the time, but, like, when you have some people to fall back on or, like, people that you committed to. I mean, even so, in the end of the day, like, you know, you committed to Forever Young and you committed to David and I, you know, I'm committing to all my followership and people who I want to inspire, too. It's like, not only are we accountable to all three of us, but we're also accountable to all the people who are running the race for. And to have that, man, it like, even when you don't feel like doing it, it's going to keep you forward because, you know, at the end of the day, like, you know, you're always not going to feel like doing shit. Like, like if I I think anyone's lying when they say like, you know, every single day I wake up and I'm excited to do this thing because I think there's at least one fucking day where you're going to be like, I don't feel like doing this shit. And that's why you got to have that reason to keep going. And I also think one thing that was really cool about the process and why it was so fulfilling too was just to see the progress that we made, man. I mean, Nick and I were talking about this uh, a few days ago. We were like, holy shit, man. Like, like I asked him, I was like, How, what was the farthest that you ran like before this whole thing? And you're like, dude, like I, I haven't run more than like five miles or anything like that before. Or no, eight miles was super. That was the longest I've ever run. Right. And for me, I was like, yeah, man, like the longest I ever ran like before this whole thing or like two, even two years ago was like three miles or something like that. And, like, we were, like, running, like, 20 miles, 22 miles, 24 miles. And we were, like, holy fuck. You know, like, and to the point, like, I remember there's the one month I ran two marathons in one month. And I was, like, holy fuck. Like, I didn't even think that was possible. Like, I thought people ran marathons and, like, you were out for, like, two months, you know. Like, you took a rest period. But it really just showed, like, you know, not only, like, what the human body's capable of, but what we're capable of, right? And, yeah. and you know, we're able to make progress like that because we were just so committed and stuff. And I thought that was a fulfilling part of the process. So to take away that for our listeners, it's like if you're going through a process, like, make sure you just look at the progress that you made along the way and then celebrate those damn wins, man. Like, look at that and be like, holy shit, like, I ran those 22 miles or holy shit, like, I got my business to this amount of revenue or, uh, oh, my gosh, like, I got this amazing girlfriend and I didn't think I would be able to to find that person, like, down the road. Like, celebrate your wins. And then also, too, to go back to the first point is, like, make sure that you are doing your goals, like, with people or, like, you're getting held accountable by someone. Like, even if, you know, you're calling up your friend and saying, hey, like, I'm committing to do this goal. Like, will you hold me accountable? Because you'll always do way more f- for other people than you'll ever do for yourself. It's kind of like an ironic thing, but it's, it's damn true. Um, so I think that part was awesome. And now let's, let's, let's go on to the actual race here. Um, <laughs> it was, uh, 
it was definitely way harder than we expected. I think we can all agree on that one. Um, but I, I think it was uh, very, very interesting. So to kind of give a background, like we were feeling pretty damn good, I would say, for like the first like f- five miles. We were rocking it. We were feeling great. Uh, we were confident. We're nice and rested up. Then around like five miles, we had to climb this crazy ass hill that we didn't even know would be in there. It was nuts. Like we were kind of like getting frustrated, a little pissed off. And then towards like the midway point, like we had to hustle big time. Like so, the way that this works, race works, is that you have to hit it's it's you have to hit the first lap uh, in a certain time. And we basically made that lap with 15 minutes to go, which was very close, and we didn't even expect to get that at all. But at that point, we were so fucking wiped. Like, I remember, like, I don't know about you guys, but I was fucking dead. I was dead. Like, 14 (laughs) miles in, I was like, holy fuck, are we going to actually finish this race? Like, I had no idea, like, what was going through my mind. Like, like, I had negative self-talk pretty bad saying, like, you can't do this. It's too hot. It's too hard. You're going to have to do all those obstacles again. You're going to have to run 14.75 fucking more miles. Like, no way you're going to do that. And that was kind of like the mindset there. And so, I don't know, like, what, what were you guys feeling at that, that halfway part? Right before the halfway part? Yeah, the, yeah, you can talk yeah, about that too. So, like, we were, like, what was it, like, two to three miles out. And we had, like, an hour to go, right? Yeah. We had, like, an hour left. Yeah. We had, like, two miles to go. But we also had, like, probably six obstacles that were hard. Yep. And for this Spartan Ultra, is if you fail these obstacles, you have to do 30 burpees. Yep. And so, I knew we had a lot to go for the obstacles. There was a lot of hard obstacles up and we still only had an hour so um in my mind i thought like i was like we got to hustle and then i don't think we're going to make it and as soon and there were hard obstacles and i you know the spear throw the rope yeah. climb and uh, i remember you guys got the rope rope climb and i got mm-hmm. so close and i failed i fell and i just landed on my back hard and i was like all right we just gotta knock out these burpees and and go like we, we came 14 miles almost we, we ain't giving up now yeah we sure as hell ain't giving up and oh, so we shit. just booked it and then we got to the spear throw. We all failed that. 30 burpees. Let's get it. We did that. And then we all went to the multi-rig, which is like a Olympus ring. Uh, and we all we all failed that again. But I fell on my back too, right, again. Yeah. There are another 30 burpees. Let's get it. And then... Those were hard obstacles at the end. There were hard obstacles. You did get a lot of the obstacles, but towards the end they were tougher. Yeah, and then we got to the Olympus, and then Joe was the only one past that. But we all had to do burpees again. And at that point, I was like, all right, we're finally in the clear. But it was just... Do your job, one job, one direction, just keep going. And that's what's kind of motivated. Focus on the obstacle in front of you. Yeah, dude, it was crazy. I mean, we did not make it by much, too. We made it by what? Was it, it was like 20 minutes? Something like that, yeah. Halfway point. Like, it was like super close to getting cut off, like right there, halfway through, which would have been probably like such an awful feeling. Like, our ride home, if we didn't get that cut off time, can you imagine like what we would have felt? Like, yeah. that shit would have, that would have sucked so bad. That would have been terrible. Mm hmm. Yeah. Um, but right towards the end of that um, halfway point, I think we were all just so jacked up. Like, Joe had a bloody nose. He was looking, like, absolutely as savage as possible. Um, failed a couple obstacles. But we, when we got to that halfway point, I think we realized, like, all right, enough fucking around. Like, this is the real deal. Like, we're going to start giving it right now. And um, I think that was, like, we really had to dig deep at that point going forward. Um yeah, for sure, man. Like, we, we definitely had to dig deep there and, and kind of remember like our reasons why we were doing it. And I think one of the turning points, at least for me, um, was I think it was like mile, fuck, I don't know, 17 was I, I remember there was a moment with, with you, with you, Jer, and it hit me to like an emotional core, like yeah. big time. 
And um, I think that was the turning point because I remember after that moment, I had like an energy shift. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I don't know, you want to talk, talk a little bit about that moment? Yeah, definitely. I mean, that was for sure like one of the, that was the most emotional I got throughout the whole race. But um, about halfway through is when we first realized like, oh shit, we might not make it. Like we might have to go home and like say we did not finish the race. So I was thinking back to when I left home and I was talking to David and I said, David, like I really want to dedicate this race to you. Like if it ever gets hard, challenging, like if I ever think like, oh, you know, like this is insane, like I'm not gonna make it. I'm gonna dig deep like in, in purpose of you. Like I want to do this race for you. Um, so I think going into the race, I didn't think it was going to be as hard as it was, but it turned out to be like super hard. And when it got to that point, like, oh my God, we might not finish. I started thinking in my head, like, dude, you're, you, you might go home and you have to tell D David, um, that's his nickname D is that I did not finish the race. And I just, I got real emotional for about 10, 15 minutes. Just thinking like, oh my God, I let him down. I felt accountable for David. Um, so I got emotional for about 10 minutes, as you saw, and AU and Joe were pretty good about condoling me and trying to, like, get us going even more. But after that moment right there, like, I think we all realized, like, well, at least for me, I, I realized, like, holy shit, like, we're not getting shut down. Like, we're not missing this. We're not going home. We're not saying we didn't finish this race. Like, I just I got this, like, goosebump feeling. I, like, got teary-eyed. I was, like, starting to get a little emotional, and I was, like, no, fuck that. I was like, let's step it up right now. Let's go home. Let's say we finish that race. And um, that was a huge turning point for me. It was really sunny at the time, but I was like, we're not going home and, and saying we did not get this race. Yeah, for sure, man. I, and that fucking pumped me up too. And I, I, I do think that was a turning point of like for sure for for me and for you. And uh, I think AU was inspired by that as well. Um, but one thing I just kind of want to like talk about, and, and I think you nailed it right on the head of what was going through your mind and like how did you combat those demons? Because the question I get all the time is like, hey, like how do you, how do you like when shit gets tough? Like how do you deal with that shit? Like what what is it? Like what is it that keeps you going? And I think kind of a recurring theme, obviously, in this whole thing is like our why. Like remember your why. Um, remember the reasons behind you're doing it but i think there's also some other things too like at least for me um you know like for example like i during this race like i fucked up my toe pretty bad and like i had this bloody nose i was losing a shit ton of blood and like i i had this crazy ass thigh rash that was just awful and i was just in a lot of pain throughout the entire time and I think, like, you know, obviously, like, the, the big thing that kind of kept me going was remember my why. It was, like, people are – I want want to show people. I want to show people what they're capable of. They can go through suffering and, and really want to touch some people as well. But, like, also you got to be tactical with this stuff too. And um, I think one of the things that really helps me at least is to just focus on the one step and the one mile ahead of it. So, like, instead of just focusing on, holy shit, we have 10 miles to go, like, just focus on, like, okay, just one foot in front of the other. Get to the next mile. Get to the next obstacle failed an obstacle got to do burpees like focus on the burpees um and then break them up too like if you have like 30 burpees like just focus on the next 10 or focus on the next one you know and just take that small step forward instead of just looking at the whole picture and i think also too like um you know just just like it's as cheesy as it sounds honestly like i think positive self-talk like really helps man like because you know that negative voice is going to come in and it's going to really try to talk you down and one thing that i always say too it's like it's not you that's the negative voice, it's like the mind. And like our brains are meant to like keep us safe 
They're not meant to like make us happy. They're not meant to like, you know, give us the best life. They're they're meant to protect us. And so that negative voice is trying to get you to stop because you're in so much pain. But like when you're able to look at that and be like, no way, I got this. Like this is, you know, this is a piece of cake, like easy day. Like you're you're able to hype yourself up, man. Like you start to like go. And I remember like we were hyping ourselves up. We were like, yeah, like let's go. Like we're, we're we got this shit. Like and I don't know, man. It, it gets like a good feel to it. So I know it's like sounds really cheesy to like incorporate positive self-talk and it sounds kind of like you know snake oil salesman kind of shit but at the end of the day man i think that shit keeps me going at least so um for, for you anthony like what like when the demons are in your head like i know like one of the things i mentioned before was when you talked about the pearl harbor thing but like are there any other things that like kind of helped you to like keep going like you know what was kind of going through your head like when the demons were were coming um and, and shit like that yeah i think uh when during the race when things were getting hard or when uh when I was training for the race and I was running the miles, I think, you know, when I was like, oh, this is getting hard, I just think to myself, all right, you know, go, you know, I just think, like, this isn't hard compared to other things in life. And, like, that's what just keeps me going. Like, if I, if I think this is hard and then, like, all right, go tell uh, a kid with battling cancer that this is hard. If I start complaining about something like this, then that's nothing, you know? Right. Like, if I'm complaining about running in Hawaii, then there's much worse things out there. So, like, you know... That's what keeps me going, you know, like head down and just do your job because there's a lot of other things going on in this world. And, you know, if I'm complaining about running a race that I signed up for, then who am I? Yeah, those are great points. And that's like another cool thing about having like a team aspect is like you says something, Joe says something. We kind of all bounce back and we, we, we realize that. And then uh, we'll work as a team to like use that as fuel. So. I think that was like a cool reason um, to work as a team because I think if we did it solo or just mm -hmm. one of us, it'd be a lot harder because um, we kind of all use like our motivation and our our our, our, um, our like tactics to get rid of those demons. We use those as a team and like build up, and um, I think that was a huge part huge part of the race. Definitely, man. Definitely, definitely kept us going. And and hey, like at the end of the day, it pushed us to the, the finish line eventually, as as you guys know. Spoiler alert. But uh, like right before it too, man, it was like it was like pitch black. We had like two miles to go. Uh, it was dark. We had like that. So w how this Spartan Ultra works is you run the same lap twice. And so like as you mentioned, at the end of the first lap, there was all those tough obstacles. So we had to take on those obstacles again a second fucking time and it was going to be the last ones and we knew it was coming we knew it was coming we knew it was going to hurt but we were jacked up and um i was really hurting at this point like i was i was straight up struggling like i could barely walk on my toe because uh, it was so fucked up but like i remember like you know uh, uh nick and and anthony they were both like come on let's give a little and we were booking yeah, we were booking and i remember like we were kind of struggling too and i remember going to nick and i go dude remember do this for david and he goes fuck yeah and he starts like booking and then we all started booking and we so we went from like running like a 13.3 mile pace to like a nine minute pace yeah. and we were like booking all three of us i remember we were side by side just absolutely booking it and because we were just fueled we were so excited like we were so close to the finish line it was crazy because literally 14 miles before that we thought we were dead we thought we were fucking done like and to be able to pick it up and run like in the 20 28th mile like that fast was absolutely crazy um and i think we just all were feeding off each other's energy and just hyping each other up and shit and it was really just a special moment um and yeah just just the amount of just absolute uh <laughs> suffering that happened because like what like we did so many burpees in that last two miles so many burpees 
Um, but again, fueled by our whys and, and fueled by the difficulty, it was, it was great. And so crossing that finish line was just absolutely insane. Like what, what was, what was like when we crossed that finish line, what was it, what was the feeling like for you guys? Like to, to know that, you know, not only did we complete that task, but this whole journey finally came to a conclusion that was, um, that was just absolutely spectacular. So we'll start with you, Anthony. What was that feeling like when we crossed the finish line? Um, it only lasted briefly. <laughs> so I think, like, if you look at this whole this whole stint that we did uh, between the race and the preparation, crossing that finish line was like a second of uh, all the, all what we did. Right. Um, but I think it was like moments before when we crossed that finish line together, and I think that's I think that was just the best part. Like, um, and I think after like a lot of people were like asking me like, you know, where like how'd you do like, in terms of other people or like how'd you do with your friends, and it was never about that about speed or trying to beat your friends or it's about doing it together and the last obstacle we all did the hercules hoist which is lifting a whatever sandbag how many pounds that is, is 100 pounds 100 pound sandbag up in the air together and that was like just like all right we did this together we you know let's cross the finish line together and that was just like you know doing it together yeah i mean i thought the first like kind of emotion was like just a huge sense of like relief like we did it we actually like finished this there was multiple times like throughout the race we were like we might not do it so like crossing that finish line i think like the first reaction was like a sense of relief like we did it we actually like finished this race we were able to do it um and then a second like emotion too like going through it after we crossed it um music is playing like they're pumping us up we're all like dabbing each other up we saw a couple girls that we like met throughout the race (laughs) they were like giving us high fives like other racers that were with us like everyone's celebrating and um it just felt like gratification like everything that we put towards in that training like it was paying off right here like we were gratified we were we were help we were thankful that we were um able to do it and um crossing that finish line was seriously one of like the best feelings ever like me and joe we like had like a moment too where we like dude like thank you so much like for being here like you mean so much to me like at you and i like it, it just meant like so much to be able to cross that finish line as a team too and like do it the three of us it was like really an awesome moment i think and i was really fortunate to have my mom at the finish line too yeah that was awesome so uh i think another thing too was like we're here together but i was really lucky to have my mom and my aunt here too Mm -hmm. so it wasn't even so you guys have your family together but like it was awesome to see my mom like waiting there in the pitch black while we're storming (laughs) through so uh you know like I was like I ain't giving up you know so it was cool to have her there too yeah for sure man for sure that was that was awesome and your and your mom was a a great uh crew crew support person too along this entire way like she came with sandwiches and everything it was it was always awesome and it's, it's so cool to to see people who are willing to help you out on the journey um along the way because you know even though we we had a team like we were still a team and like you know we, we can't make it on our own so like our families have all helped us out along the way and it's cool like it, it's just so gratifying when you have help along the way for me crossing that finish line was just something unreal i mean there was two moments where i basically cried and you didn't see me in the first one because i actually didn't want to show you guys um but I, I remember when we crossed that finish line like and we were getting like our fit aid and our stuff like that man like i, I let out a little tear because i was like holy shit man like i wanted to quit I didn't like I, I I didn't tell you guys, but I I literally was like you know I kind of hope we get cut off. Like my brain was saying that because I was like I'm tired, I'm done, mm-hmm. like I'm finished, I'm wiped, mm-hmm. like I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and to see that you know, at a moment where basically I thought that I could go no more, like 
I did the same exact thing what I did previous to that and just shattered all expectations and all view of like what I was capable of in that moment and um especially in the time too like when my toe was fucking hurting man like I like there was a moment I remember like saying to you guys I was like I can't run right now and then I was like fuck that and we all started running and I was like holy shit man like like and that was just that bullshit voice like getting to me saying like you can't run with this toe like you can't run with it what are you doing you're crazy and then I was like fuck it like and then I just started running and started doing it and so to look back on that and just be like wow like I was able to do something that I didn't think I was capable of. It's just, like, I think an amazingly rewarding experience. And again, too, man, like, the other time I cried was when you, you said and we had that moment, man. I remember hugging you, and I was like, dude, I fucking love you, man. Thanks for doing this. And I was literally fucking crying, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, it was unbelievable. And just to sit back and just reflect on what we were able to do was just such a fulfilling experience, man. And and I guess, like, as we're coming to the end here, like, well, let's talk a little bit about that because our show is obviously all about fulfillment. It's like, why was this race so fulfilling to you guys? And I'll just start and I'll just kind of just say the culmination of all this, you know, what it was. And, you know, we had a reason, number one. Number two, we did it with amazing people. I think it was just awesome. Number three, we were able to, like, break through our limitations. But I think number four is something that I always talk about a lot Um, I talk about it with you guys all the time too, but like when you're able to be put in a place of suffering, like when you're in a moment of suffering, I think it leads to freedom and I think it leads to um, self-esteem boosting. I think it leads to a better quality of life and I think it leads to fulfillment Um, because like when you're able to go through a moment of suffering, when you're able to be hurting so much and to look back and say, wow, that didn't kill me. I actually made it out alive and I actually did it well. And I was able to use that experience to inspire other people to do great things. It, it just becomes so rewarding. Because I think, like, if you think about the things that you're most proud of in life, it's not the easy things. It's not the things you get handed on. Like, honestly, like, it'd be nice if someone came along and offered you a million dollars. But what's going to feel better? If someone came and offered you a million dollars or did you earn that million dollars? Right? Like, if you, like, could wake up in a magic little fairy said, you're going to be so healthy tomorrow or would that be rewarding or or would it be more rewarding to be like you worked to be healthy you worked to look that good you worked to feel feel that fucking good right and um i just think the the process of being able to to go through the suffering to get what you want is just absolutely incredible and so that that was fulfilling to me but also to the first two so um enough from me though anthony what why was this race so fulfilling to you well, to, to add something, too, I think um, when we were doing the race, too, and what you were saying about, you know, you know if you want to suffer and making money and all that, mm-hmm. like, I think, too, there's no sh- shortcuts, you know. Yeah. And when we were doing the race, we saw a lot of people <laughs> cheating, a lot of people cheating, yeah. uh, whether they skipped out on, like, a 15 miles or they didn't do the burpees. And that crap drove me nuts because they didn't earn that medal. They didn't earn yeah. that, you know. They just wanted the fancy thing at the end of it. and. I was telling a couple people like a couple couple people that, and uh, <clears throat> they said like, how can you live yourself if you cheat your race or you cheat yourself? You know, if you cheat your way to the top, you're not achieving anything. Mm-hmm. So I think that's something to add to that. But pass along to Jared. Yeah, I mean, it, I think it was super fulfilling to share it with you guys and um, to just have that memory when we get older. You know, we're gonna go through some things, or you know, we're gonna change a little bit. Who knows? But we're always gonna come back to each other and say, hey, do you remember when we did? that ultra marathon in Honolulu like that was like some of the craziest moments like that that was just really cool to share those memories with you guys um and then also I love the idea of just pushing your limits like like we said a year ago I would have had no fucking clue that I could do 30 miles and 60 obstacles I've only done like short runs workouts um 
but it's just like crazy when you start to like push your limits you start to realize like holy shit how far can i go mm-hmm. like if this wasn't our limit what's next you know it's the crazy thing of like um finding your climax and it just keeps growing and growing and growing so i think all three of us are coming out stronger people from doing this and also like our bonds are just so much better so i'm really excited that we got to do it um I think in a couple days when the pain wears away, maybe I'll say I'll sign up for another one. <laughs> but right now, um, they asked me a couple times if I'd sign up for one, and my legs are saying no. Right. <laughs> but a couple days later, my heart's going to bring me back, and I might say yes. There we go. Yeah, uh, we are all fucking in absolute pain. I remember yesterday, uh, which is the day after the race, we woke up, and we were dying. Like, we, we could barely even walk. <laughs> we were, like, waddling around the streets of Waikiki. <laughs> Uh, looking just so beat up and you know we got cuts all over our bodies and everything but uh, I think I think the pain was worth the, the reward for sure um, and it's crazy man like it's 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 nuts when you're able to uh, hurt for a good cause so to say uh, not just for yourself obviously but for other people um, and and I encourage anyone who is looking to like if you're if you're depressed or if you're really stressed all the time or if you're just not feeling just if you have a very bad outlook on life like go do something that you think is going to be tough like go go do something that is tough and i don't mean like just go out and run fucking 30 miles like literally it can just be like running a mile for some people like if you've never ran in your life and you go out and run a mile you're going to be like holy shit like that was tough but i did it and you start to like nick said you start to say like what's next what else am i capable of and that just doesn't just go for fitness it goes for life too right it's like if i can run 30 miles and endure that like maybe i can start my own business like maybe i can go up to that girl and start talking to her at the bar like maybe i can fucking uh lose this like 30 pounds that i have right like it it doesn't have to be necessarily like secluded to one aspect of your life it really transforms in all aspects of your life so i mean if, if you just go out and do hard things man that that's gonna set you free and i think this this definitely falls under the category of hard things for us for sure um and i think we all came out better people because of it um so yeah that's 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 i think recaps it pretty well um other than that man i I got nothing really else to say about the, the race other than i'm just i'm fucking proud of these guys for for not just you know uh, doing it with me because I'm definitely proud of that but I'm proud of these guys for sticking it through and and showing the grit and the tenacity that these guys have I mean these are some of the baddest motherfuckers I know in my life um, so it was just an absolute pleasure to run alongside them because yeah I really I could not imagine any better people in this entire world I'd rather run it with um, so I, I'm grateful for you know their friendship and and um, you know like these guys are like brothers to me now and it's like we were we were bonded in blood literally from this race and um, it was truly a fulfilling experience. So that's my last comments about that. Any any last comments from you guys? Yeah, I got one. Absolutely. I uh, just want to say that I love these two guys next to me right here. Um, and also, if anyone wants to buy the, some of these dope T-shirts we're wearing right now, they're forever mm-hmm. young. Um, like I use, uh was saying in the beginning, he's doing he's raising money for a good cause. Um, nice dry fit Nike socks or. Nike, Nike shirt. <laughs> Seriously, they're they're awesome fit. Thank you, Joe. Thank you for having us. And uh, I think uh, just to piggyback off what everybody else said, it was uh, definitely a journey worth uh, celebrating. Now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And if you guys want to donate to Anthony's uh, 
journey that we all helped along with feel free to dm him on instagram at 44 umina or you can dm me as well at joe corsione and or even nick at, at nick carlson was it one two one two or two one two one one nick at nick carlson one two one two gotcha that one so uh yeah so that was it if you guys like this episode please let me know i think it was a really cool format we got a lot of people asking to do this uh episode and i hope it was something for you and you know i i really hope that you know this just doesn't inspire you but it allows you to take action because in the end of the day you can be inspired you can be motivated but it means absolutely fucking nothing if you don't get off your ass and go do something about it so if you're jacked up right now and you want to like start to sign up for something whether it be like a half marathon or a diet program or start that business whatever it is like take that first step man and i promise you that even though you're going to suffer, even though you're going to hurt, if you have a reason that's going to keep you going, if you're doing it with people that you absolutely love and you are able to endure that suffering, you're going to come out a better person, just like we did in this race. I mean, we're, we're still not perfect. Um, maybe Nick is. No, I'm kidding. But, um, but I, I promise you, come out a better person. So thank you guys for tuning in to the Art of Fulfillment podcast. You can follow us on our very new Instagram page, at Art of Fulfillment on Instagram. Um, and you can follow us at the Instagram handles that I laid out before. And I'll also put a link, uh, in the description. Um, so you can find us as well. And if you want to donate and get these dope t-shirts, you can do that as well. All right, guys, thank you so much. Live a fulfilling life. Do what fills you in life. Don't just chase the money. Don't just chase the fame. Don't just change the fortune. Chase how you feel about yourself when you're by yourself. Take care.